0: Hello, my loves. The Know Your Power Retreat is now live for you to secure your spot. It is going to be a transformational weekend where you can reclaim your power, break through barriers and go beyond what you think is possible. It is going to be here. In Austin, Texas, live, October 6th through 8th, we are going to have guest speakers, we are going to have so many things to do during this workshop, and we're also going to have a team workout as well. So, if you want to come down and be around a community of like-minded women, and I get to meet you... Click the first link in the description to secure your spot because we actually have limited spots available because we can't fit everybody in the place that we're going to have. So make sure you get yours as soon as you can. And also, I have a special discount code for you podcast listeners. So if you use discount code POD10, that's P-O-D-10, you get 10% off your ticket. So I can't wait to see you. Click the first link in the description. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Aaliyah. And today, y'all, we're going to talk about what we really thought of the Barbie movie. So hopefully hopefully you guys saw it because it's going to be. Oh, lots of spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Definitely
1: watch it before this or be committed to like you're never going to watch it or if you don't care if we ruin it.
0: I'm a person that I don't really care if it's ruined.
1: Oh, if I know the ending to something, though, like I won't watch it.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you're screwed if you're listening to this. But it's been out for a while. We've been late to seeing it and we really wanted to see it. We all got our friend group together. We saw it this weekend and it was amazing. It was so funny, too. It
1: was way funnier than I expected. It was
0: way better than I expected.
1: The, The like one or two people I told I was going were both men and they were both like. Like, didn't love it. The guys but, like, that also we went, you're a man. Yeah,
0: the guys that we went with are different. We they, went they, with, were, they were different guys. Like, Yeah, they're
1: very self-aware they're men. They're very
0: self-aware. They're very in touch with their masculine and feminine. They're
1: dating women that they're, are very
0: powerful. So. Yes, like, the, the men that we went with are freaking awesome. So they were like, that was amazing. Yeah. It was so funny and uh, one thing that I really loved and the thing that I said um, when we left the theater, I was like, I love how dumb they made the men.
1: Yeah. I was like, that was so nice to have like a change of pace.
0: Yeah, because all the things that they were doing were so dumb. My mojo dojo my, casa house. My mojo dojo casa house.
1: It only make, you got to be on the inside joke by seeing the movie. Yeah, before. you'll
0: know. Like, I really hope you're listening to this and you've seen the movie because you're going to be laughing along with us. But yeah. the the way that they made. the way they made that big group of men which was will Will ferrell and all the suit guys i loved will remember when they said okay everyone just run in different areas i was like that's such a boy bro thing to do just like run at things and just yeah
1: i think the movie played on stereotypes a lot but on both both sides which
0: i really really loved because look we don't hate men Yeah, of course We don't hate men, but obviously there's a lot of men that contribute to the problem, and there's a lot of men that don't. Yeah. And the thing is, like, my partner and the guys that we went to, I know that there are a lot of the men that don't contribute to that stereotype, which Mm -hmm. I really, really loved and appreciated. So I'm happy that in the movie they did show both sides. Like, they showed that... um, the masculine energy, they don't always have to hold that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I really love that part about it.
1: Before cool. we get into it, I told Julia I would tell her about the girl sitting next to me. Okay, um, This was not one of the people we went with. I We were a big group. Yeah. There were, what, like eight or nine of us? Yeah. Um, so we took up almost a whole aisle, and I was on, like, the end cap. I think you were on the other end cap. I was cap, on the other So end. we were sandwiching everyone in. Um, so not one of the girls that we were with. There was, like, these two girls on the other side of me, like, audibly gasping and being like, no way to like no everything way. like what? like Michael Sarah comes on screen and she was like I didn't know he was in this and I was like shut the f up shut up I'm watching the movie <laughs> like I I don't like this it didn't actually bother me because it was like a fun movie but if it was like a Marvel movie or like something serious or like something I was really like I don't know, just like into mm-hmm. I would have been pissed. But yeah. I was like, we're all here for Barbie. Like it's mm-hmm. fun. We're adults enjoying a Barbie movie. It's okay. So it didn't actually bother me, but literally I thought it was going to end the entire movie. Everything was a no way. Oh my gosh. And you're like, I can't believe he did that. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm like, thank you so much for like the added uh audience member. I like know. I don't know. They're it was, like narrating. I, it. I just like <laughs> people like that really like to a core bother me. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in public, like I get it. If you're like on the couch with your best friend watching this movie, say all (laughs) the things you want. But like she was saying it so loud. She wasn't whispering it to her friend.
0: She was literally sitting forward going, oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. As if like, no, yeah. it's not a quiet yeah. theater in the beginning of the Alamo draft it, yeah. house. It's like, shut up. Exactly. It Turn was like a packed
1: off. theater, too. Just I'm packed. sure if anyone else was next to her, they would have said something. But anyway, that was my added experience. Kind of like, I had an extra narrator
0: in I the room I just had with Zach me. next to me. And I kept turning to him and being like, boys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he was probably like, yeah.
0: No, Zach was like, okay, chill, (laughs) chill, 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 chill. (laughs) But honestly, Zach doesn't know this, but Zach's birthday is... um, Obviously, Zach knows when his birthday is. It's August 29th, and I'm going to get him the... Oh, it's coming up. Yeah, the I Am Knuff t-shirt. You absolutely should. he won't wear a sweater, but... He'll wear a T-shirt. And I'm whispering because he's downstairs. But yeah, his birthday party is the 26th. And okay. you and Cooper are invited. So okay. make sure you come. But if we are here, we are there. Yes. Um. So anyways, the boys really loved it. And they wanted the Kenneff I am Kenneff. We should get them all can-uff. matching I know. It would be hoodies. so cute. I'll get
1: one for Cooper, even though he didn't come. It's okay.
0: Anyways, so talking about some of the like really important points that I noticed from the movie, number one was women needing to achieve things, but also that can be completely exhausting. Mm -hmm. So, and that's OK. The, the part that I noticed this the most was when, OK, the first day Barbie wakes up and like everything goes as planned. Like she wakes up and the water is just like perfect temperature. Her waffles her like pop partner. out. <laughs> yeah, her fake waffles and her fake like drink. Everything goes according to plan. She gets dressed and her hair and makeup is all great and her outfit is awesome. And then the next morning, her morning is just like off. Like she wakes up and we've all done this before. Like we've all felt this way where we wake up one morning and it feels like we're killing it. Mm-hmm. And then like the next morning we wake up and like our hair's a mess and like nothing goes according to plan. Yeah. And that it just reminded me of how like in Barbie land, obviously, the ladies r- rule the world and like they're the presidents and they're all this and yeah. they're all that. And it can be exhausting Like just achieving. Yeah. And constantly feeling like you need to achieve things in order to be respected. Yeah. Or to be of substance to the world.
1: Well, look how bad she freaked out at the sense of not being 100% perfect. Like she was still 99% perfect, but I think like the first thing to change was like, she woke up late and then her hair wasn't like as full as the day before and then like her feet flattened and she's like, suddenly my life is ruined. I'm not perfect anymore. I have Uh, no worth anymore. And it's like, that really does speak to like how I think we try to perceive ourselves all the time is like, well, if we're not having a perfect day, everything must be like going downhill. Like we don't allow ourselves to have bad days.
0: It's so true. Yeah, if if my feet are flat, then, like, I have the flattest feet of all. (laughs) Zach says I have hobbit feet. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: I actually have really flat feet, too. Yeah. Yeah. In gymnastics, my coaches were like, you're never going to be able to jump that high. You will never succeed,
0: you flat-footed lady. (laughs) (laughs) Flat-footed little girl. Yeah, but that's so true, because you're right. These little things that are just so normal are off. Mm -hmm. Like, her hair being messy, and she's like, I didn't – I wasn't able to – I think – what was the quote? She says, I wasn't. Something was. Oh. <laughs> Think of it. I don't know. It was. She said something about one of those things that was off. And she's like, my blah, blah, blah was this this morning. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, like, so. Yeah. So what? But. It's true because we'll have some tiny thing that like goes off from plan or we're not acting like that girl. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the whole world is ending. And it's also just this pressure that's put on us and this pressure that we put on ourselves. And we'll talk about this later on, but that whole speech that the ladies I was going to say, like saying, like that was the biggest thing is like all of the stereotypes and, or not the stereotypes, all of the. Um, what did I write? Double standards. The double standards. Mm-hmm. All the double standards that we just have Can to live Can we talk by. about
1: that one now because I just like love that part. Oh yeah yeah yeah. For <laughs> Unless sure. you want to go in order of movie.
0: No, no. Okay.
1: So there's a speech um we, I feel like we all have to explain the whole movie. Odds are, you saw
0: it if you're watching this.
1: Yeah. Um, but there's a speech once, like Barbie is like laying face down. She's given up. She feels like she's not perfect anymore. She doesn't know what to live she for anymore. She says, "I'm
0: not pretty anymore." Yeah,
1: which like Margot Robbie, come on.
0: <laughs> and remember the note in the yeah. movie? It was like something. Don't don't
1: cast Margot Robbie to make this point clear because
0: yeah, she's was, just perfect. It
1: was like funny. She, I think she was like had no makeup on and was still like flawless. Yep. But anyway, yeah, she's like living in this like world of like like self world if not I real can't world. be
0: perfect then what what's am I? the point yeah, yeah like point? I have
1: nothing to live for at that point point. and um one of the humans in the Barbie world gives this speech and it I feel like it perfectly encompassed everything we try to stand for and speak on because it's everything that at least for me, I needed and wanted to hear it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why we, like if you read our Instagram captions all the time, like I know sometimes they're short, sometimes they're like about fitness, but when we talk about like mental health and self-worth and confidence and all those things, I think she said it as perfectly as I could have ever imagined it she spoke to it and like I don't have a direct quote do you
0: yeah she says okay (laughs) she says um you you have to be thin but you can't be too thin you can be strong but you can't be complaining or bossy you can be a great mother but you can't be too obsessed with your children and you can be ambitious but you can't but you have to be humble at the same time yeah and it's just like all too hard yeah and it reminds me of I think it was a quote from Taylor Swift's documentary when she says something similar to this she says like yeah to be thin but you have to have a big ass yeah. you have to be blob and she says it's just but you can't all- ask to be
1: thin you have yes. to you have to say you want to be healthy but yes not actually healthy you need to be underweight yeah, like exactly. it's just like constantly we're contradicting ourselves and it's only because like society tells us if we were just like little girls that grew up to be who we are now without any influence from like social media or actual media, like magazines or like the outside world or other people's opinions. That's the belief system we would have was like, I just want to look this way or I just want to be healthy. But when we have everyone else's voices, we have to have so many different thoughts on it ourselves, which is just like,
0: yeah. And it's (laughs) also like um, the whole, women should be seen, but not heard Mm -hmm. thing that plays into this too. Because like the one that I think about the most that I feel is the bossy part Mm -hmm. is because I am a very strong personality. And when I'm around certain people, I can tell that they just like, don't vibe with that. Mm -hmm. And they are most likely thinking like, you should just be quiet. And I'm like, (laughs) for a long time, I would stifle that aspect of myself because I was too much. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend that has a similar, um, not a problem but she struggled similarly with me live where for such a long time she would have to like make herself smaller she's
1: spoken on that too. in order yeah.
0: to be accepted by other people because when you hear like a strong confident woman especially someone who's in a bodybuilding space which mm-hmm. is completely different than what normal women would would typically do usually it's like shut up mm-hmm you know, be quiet, like go do something normal. Hello, my loves. Are you tired of guessing what nutrition and meals to follow to get the results you want? Well, I got you covered. You could train with me on my Buff Babe app. Whether you're a beginner or seasoned athlete, the Buff Babe app is your ultimate health and fitness buddy. Picture this personalized training that fits your needs and access to hundreds of workouts all at your fingertips. Just click the link in the description to join thousands of others in the Buff Babe app. Like don't don't go outside the norm and we'll talk about this too. But one of the things that I noticed was big in here was the whole Barbie in a box thing Mm -hmm. and realizing how much they wanted to put her in a box
1: a metaphorical and physical
0: box. Yes. Because it was like, okay, she has the ability to be a badass, incredible life changing being in this world. So like, let's hide her and put her in a box and just imagine all of the women in history that have been put in a box or have tried to put in a box because they were capable of making significant change.
1: Yeah. That's such like a A good point, yeah. (laughs) Or even like women with any sort of platform or voice are still like trying to be belittled by others, and not always just by men, but by like society and people. Like I feel like women, we, we typically and like this this movie touched on a lot of these points, but still made it funny and lighthearted. Like it wasn't that deep. We're going deep. (laughs) Like we're making it deep because this is what we took away from it. Um. Oh, what was I even gonna say? I
0: lost my train of thought. Being put in a box. Hold on! Don't put baby in a corner.
1: Well, yeah, basically what I was saying is it's not always just like men putting it on women. It's like typically society on women. I feel like we have to work harder to prove like the same voice. Like we could say something on our podcast and a man, a man could say it on theirs and they'll instantly, their audience will instantly take it as like, Oh, what he's saying is a hundred percent, like authentic, truthful. I believe him versus if we say the same thing, we might have to say it five different ways for it to make the same impact.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like even to the sense of like in the movie where we don't realize like how much, the, that the patriarchy is so much worse like it's so much more worse than we think mm-hmm. and it's shown in the movie because when she goes the from the contrast yeah of it, like yeah. the contrast of when she goes to Barbie land and she thinks that she's doing this incredible work and you know she's helping the people on earth and mm-hmm. it's mainly because they've been put in a box of the Barbie land mm-hmm. so that they don't see anything that's actually going on in the outside world yeah, um, and the difference between Her being in Barbie land where she's in charge, the Kens follow her around and they worship at her feet. The
1: men in Barbie land literally live just for like, they live like the the female's attention. And they
0: live like women do in our world.
1: Mm -hmm. And she got here and she saw like construction workers are men and they catcall you. And And they're groping her. Exactly. That her voice, her her
0: voice isn't as, as meaningful as her body. Mm hmm. So all of that stuff is happening and she's like so confused. She's like, what? Because it's kind of like the opposite Uh in Barbie Land to where the men are chasing the women in Barbie Land and all the women are in charge. But in the real world, all the men are in charge and the women are chasing the men for the attention and the um, worthiness and the enoughness and the validation. That's why I think if
1: anyone sees this movie and is like, this is too, like trying too hard to be woman empowering, like men would never be accessories to women or like any anything like that. Like my brain is like, you literally are so blind to what we deal with every day. Like, like you're so right. That's how the real world world is in reverse. Mm -hmm. Like we are typically seen as living for the male gaze. Yes. And like doing things for men. Yeah. And it's like in this movie it was reversed. and that's why it was like a shock because it was like, oh that seems unrealistic. Yeah. That would never happen a person would never just like follow this other person around wanting their approval. And it's like, but that is what
0: happens in the real world, just reverse. That is what happens. Yeah. It's it can happen with both sexes and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But primarily it'll it'll be with women because another point that i wanted to make at least is the extreme difference between like the masculine and the feminine energy in here um with ken being in his kendom and then <laughs> yeah. barbie you know in her barbie land but i'm trying i'm starting to lose my point as i'm saying it what were you just saying about the i was talking about like roles? role reversal <sighs>
1: It's okay. I think talking about masculine and feminine energy in general, it like encompasses a lot of the movie.
0: Oh yeah. It'll I mean, come to like in the, like in the masculine sense of hyper masculine energy where they get the Barbies to like bow down to them and like bring them a ski and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's a the hyper feminine energy where the women are all in charge and the Kens are just literally there to, serve the Barbies and to please the Barbies. So the thing to learn here is that there needs to be like a balance between the two. Yeah. Both of those were clearly like, this is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's clearly, this is wrong. And I love that they actually put that in there because I didn't think that they were going to, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like strictly, um, keeping the Barbies in, charge of everything and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I I do think that we need to be in charge of a lot more things because we have a lot of power in the feminine and being empathetic and being more patient and all these mm-hmm. things that we are really good at. But there is power in the masculine because it gets us to do things. We tap into that all the time Yeah, when we're bodybuilding, when we're trying to get our work done. Yeah. But our feminine energy is also something that is a huge strength. And that's what connects us to other people. That's why we're connected to you guys through this podcast right now. So I feel like the lesson here is like, how can we balance both? And they ended up doing that at the end of the movie. I feel like
1: they all like men and women in Barbie land, they all started very feminine energy. Like everyone kind of very like easygoing, doesn't want to like interfere with anyone else. Just like happy go lucky, like butterflies and rainbows, like almost like aggressively feminine. And by the end, I think they all gained masculinity. Like not just the men, like, doing their whole like horses and guns thing. (laughs) Um, But the woman too, like I think when they had that like reality check and like took over their power again, that you could tell they were a lot more like tapping into that masculine energy a lot more than in yeah. the beginning when they were just kind of like, la Like exactly, like it was an energy shift for everyone. And I, yeah, I think that's important in real life too. We've both talked about how like, I think I'm inherently a little more overly feminine and I'm learning to get a backbone and learn, learning to be more masculine. And then I know you were like, consider yourself the opposite and you're like gaining more like of that feminine energy and like almost allowing ourselves to do so because it can yeah. be intimidating to be like, Oh, I like, I don't know, like standing up for myself and like having masculine energy was so scary to me. Mm -hmm. And and now I have it. And I'm like, oh, why was I such like a little pushover before?
0: Yeah. And it's scary to be, to learn how to navigate both and like which scenarios you need to tap into either Mm -hmm. or. And you're right. You see that so much during the movie of them like switching back and forth between these two energies, especially when obviously... Ken, you know goes like super toxic masculinity with the and we all know someone like that in real life you know where you go so far you swing so far to the right and it's like a pendulum swing Mm -hmm. if you're going to swing so far into your masculine eventually you'll swing super far into your feminine and then Mm -hmm. eventually you'll even out which is what we see ken do he goes so far to his masculine then he goes to a part where he's so feminine to where he doesn't know what he's going to do without Barbie. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this down because it was super important because it goes for both genders. Um, what was it? Oh, I put like not letting a man or a woman define you because Ken says, the quote in the movie, it says, Ken only has a great day if Barbie looks at him. And it's that's it so sad. It's so sad because you know so many women who feel this way too. And we've felt this way um, at certain points in our lives that like we're only happy if a guy likes us mm-hmm. but the thing is is that this is a message that has been sent to us since we were kids every single disney movie every single uh basically just disney yeah. <laughs> basically just disney
1: the princess is locked in the tower and the man has to save her and without that she has no life she has no. that's life. the narrative we've been served forever
0: exactly and so we're built on this, as kids, so young and so just moldable, and, um, it's scary because mm-hmm. this is like we end up growing up and thinking that we have to get the attention of men, that we're there, they have to validate us, they have to want us, they have to think we're pretty, that we're dressing for them, this, that, and the other, when, that's just not how it has to be because if you put yeah. everything that you are and all your worthiness and your enoughness riding on somebody else, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter yeah. because we see in the movie Ken doing that to Barbie and then he's left feeling like, well, what am I without you? Mm-hmm. No relationship should be made in this way mm-hmm. because And we've all had that
1: at one point exactly, or another.
0: We've all had that relationship- from it. <laughs> where we put so much of everything that we are into them that we don't know who we are without them mm-hmm. and that's what, ken's doing because barbie just keeps saying like i've been telling you this whole time that i'm not into you yeah i "I don't love you like that i wrote it down (laughs) maybe you did um she says i can't remember i can't remember what barbie says but yeah she says something along the lines of just like you need to find out who you are without me and obviously this is a movie and he does it within five seconds and it's not like that in real life but it's just crazy because He's so sad and he feels like he doesn't know what to do with himself without her because he doesn't know himself without Barbie because he was created to oogle and all over Barbie, which sometimes it feels like women were created to do that with men. And that's not the case. But society keeps pushing that narrative and making it worse and worse and worse. But the cool thing is, I feel like, especially with movies like this, that it's being recognized and it's Mm -hmm. changing.
1: That's what I was saying. I called my mom immediately after watching this just because like I needed someone to like girl talk to about it. Um, and I was like, I'm, I I think sh- her generation is doing a really good job at like raising us to be a little more independent and not like dependable on a man. Like my mom, this is the first thing she said when I told her about the movie. She was like, well, I've been preaching to you since you were a little girl. I don't want you ever depending on a man for like income. Like I've always taught you to like, get your own bag, make your own money. Cause if you depend on someone else and like, I know it's normal, there's stay at home moms out there. There's like, mm-hmm. there's people in between jobs out there. I'm not saying you're like in a bad situation or you shouldn't want to depend on anyone. It's just, this was like what my mom instilled with me um, because she knew And my parents are divorced now. they knew what it
0: felt like to depend on a man, right? My mom was
1: a stay-at-home mom until I was 13. And I have, my oldest brother is like 11 years older than me. So that was like, I can't do the math. A lot of years. It was years. (laughs) Like 20 plus years where she was a stay-at-home mom. And she felt very stuck because she didn't have anything. She was getting on her own and working for on her own. And any money she could fully spend and being like, this is fully my transaction, you know? And so that's what she like pushed on me really young. And like probably even more so than my brothers to like, Make sure you are creating your own life, and then you'll find someone who created their own life, and you guys can like live and create harmony. a life together. Exactly. So I feel like her generation is doing a good job at teaching us, and I think we'll do even better at like teaching our future children. Like, yeah, just those like more independent thinking, mindsets.
0: Yeah. It's just like having to unlearn behavior that's been passed down from yeah. generations. I mean, generation. woman
1: couldn't work like not that long I ago. Mean, yeah. Like <laughs> so.
0: the, the conversation yeah. that I had with my grandma that really opened my eyes to how much opportunity that I have and I have created for myself was years ago. Like my grandma knows like what I do. She knows how I make a living and she's super proud of me, but she... She told me she's like, "I just want you to realize she calls this she calls me Juji. she says, Juji, I want you to realize that I was n- it wasn't even an option for me to do any of the things that you do. My parents just expected me to do X, y, and Z, and to be a wife. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then seeing how that is passed down from generation to generation, the next generation was my mom, and my mom was, you know, A stay-at-home mom for a very long time, but half of her, like through half of her life, after that she realized, like I loved doing that, and she was incredible at it. But Mm -hmm. I want to be my own lady boss. Exactly. She went and she has her own little salon thing, and she loves doing that so much. And then there's me who started her own business and like never, never relied on. Isn't it funny
1: we both came from moms with like a similar path for work, and we took a similar path for work. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's like. It's just crazy how it went from like my grandma, where that was just not an option mm-hmm. whatsoever for her, and especially all the people around her and her parents. That was just what was expected of her. Yeah. Then it's passed down to my mom, and my mom did half and half where she was a mom and she, you know, that was what she was doing and she loved it and was great at it. And then the other half of her life, she was spent doing what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's me, where it's just. I've always done what I wanted to do you know what I mean and it's just really cool and another thing that was awesome was I got Reiki done by one of my friends Melissa who's also my massage therapist Uh and she said that she says all your ancestors are so proud of you because you've Paved this path and yeah. you've gone completely against the grain. I would make been like, cry if someone said that. To me. I was like, that's dope. She's like, they're also proud of you. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going because you're breaking all of the barriers. And that's the thing yeah. is like, you're right. I feel like this new generation that comes out of the people that are around our age, it's going to be completely different. Like, mm-hmm. we're starting to chip away at that narrative to where hopefully it'll be gone in yeah. years down the road.
1: I'm thankful like I was raised by my mom who is like a very masculine energy, like independent woman, even though for like a lot of my childhood, she wasn't. I've watched her like really tap into that now. Um, So I'm lucky that a lot of these things in this movie like weren't shocks for me because they're like things I've known. And like I said, we try to preach to like the people that listen to this podcast or like that follow us on social media. Like we try to preach this narrative of like, you don't have to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. like just all of the things that essentially that one speech near the end touched on. Um, But I could imagine like being being raised by uh, like a very, different upbringing that being a shock and being like i don't know like something i've never heard before and that almost like scares me that a lot of people i don't know like the whole aspect of like i don't know how to explain it like we should have money but not ask for money we should be humble like that whole speech like i think a lot of women don't ever have that perspective and that was like a really turning point of the movie does that make sense no okay i don't know how to explain it
0: it again. <laughs> that speech that she gave, yes. that whole speech. About you can't be this, but exactly. you can be that. You can't be this, you can be that. Are
1: all things we're very self-aware of and recognize? Yes. A lot of people don't. A lot of people oh. don't realize those double standards. They don't know yes. that they have them or yes. say you're a man, you don't realize you're putting that on woman and not realizing it. Like, yeah. I'm just glad... I'm in a place and surrounded by people where those things are talked about and like normalized because for a lot of people that's taboo they don't talk about money they don't talk about losing weight like uh, like yeah. even my grandma would never talk about like dieting yeah. like that's very taboo to that generation
0: I think that this movie, this movie, when it starts, you think that it was created for women our age now, mm-hmm. but as it goes, and once you find out that Gloria was actually the one, which is the mom of the girl, when Gloria was the one that actually brought the Barbies out and was the one that mm-hmm. doing it, it was actually created for our moms. Mm-hmm. That's who the movie was actually created for. I don't know. I'm just making I'm just making a guess. But I could see that, though. I just realized that right now, because in that point, you think for the first half of the movie, you think that this movie is about empowering young women yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You think blah, it's blah. almost for
1: kids. It's about Barbie. Yeah, it's you think for it's little for girls. kids. But it's really,
0: <laughs> it's about breaking that stereotype that was put on our mothers and our mothers before yeah. them. See, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like I want I okay. want to go and see it with my mom because mm-hmm. the speech that you hear from Gloria who's around like all of our mom, like our mom's ages, mm-hmm. that made me cry and hurt because I know what pr- kind of pressure and what kind of expectation and what kind of damage was done to all the women of that Age group Mm -hmm. where they were put in a box, Mm -hmm. where they were told they couldn't talk, where they were told this is the certain jobs that you can't have. You can't have. You were born and put on this earth to serve a man. And that's all you were able to do. Mm -hmm. This was for the older women. Yeah. Because us, we know this.
1: Yeah. We already have. That's what I'm saying. I'm thankful. I'm in a time where I like that wasn't a shock to me. I knew all of that. And we
0: should all like all of us who are around our age group and like the I mean, even like 20s to like 30s, I'd say, is a safe range where women already kind of know this. And we're lucky because we're blessed to have parents, moms, grandmothers that have went through the things that we don't have to go through now. Yeah. My i my grandma went through it for me. My mom went through it for me, so that I can be who I am right now. Yeah, and that should never be forgotten because they've gone through the hard stuff so that we can come out the other side and do what we're doing right now. Yeah. So they've put in this work so that we can be the new women. Thank of the you, future.
1: mom. Thanks, mom <laughs> and grandma and
0: grandmas. And so all yeah, and this movie was I feel like really made for that woman that's yeah. hurting that's why there was such a switch where you realize and Barbie screams you were the one with the Barbie because yeah. she's the one who actually needed to hear it I like knew it too the younger girl <laughs> knew, was gonna knew do all that. of this stuff already because we are so much more educated on the dynamics of how basically I mean women are treated yeah. we're more educated now because of I think uh, social ha- media had and to stuff we see
1: how our Parents were treated too. Like we pick those things up when we're little, even if we don't recognize it.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, the patriarchy was so so. It's harsher the further that you go back, mm-hmm. but the further that you go forward is more chipping away, chipping away. Mm-hmm. And so that huge shock of like the the little girl's like I already knew all this. I already knew Barbie didn't stand for blah blah blah. Like we already knew that the mom was the one who is built on the. Prince mentality and, yeah. you know, validation through men and all of these things. Cause that's what was taught to her. Yeah. It's that just learned hard to behavior. Too. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And another thing I want to touch on a little is like really kind of the true ending partially um, when she's talking with who is the inventor of Barbie. Yeah. Um, and she says, I think it's a viral TikTok sound too. So even if you haven't watched the movie, you've probably heard this, but she says, close your eyes and feel because she's showing her kind of, the good and bad of being like a human, especially like a woman. And right now it's a trend on TikTok to put that sound over like girlhood and like show photos of you when you're little. And I, do you think it was really the actresses like home videos? Cause that's what it looked like. The actresses? Mm Mm-hmm. Like all the women actually in the film, do you think it
0: was them I when don't they were know. little? It kind of looked like it. I, don't I don't know hope who, they did that. I thought it was random women. Okay, it I might thought have been.
1: Was women. <laughs> I was like, it would be cool if they threw in like, yeah. like a Margot Robbie when she was like in fifth grade, you yeah. know, Um, but anyway, she sees like a flash of- like woman of all ages like experiencing joy experiencing love experiencing like some
0: pain but Sorrow, like yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, that part I think makes most people cry especially Billie Eilish's song well like, because come it's on. like
0: it's just the simplest things that mm-hmm. are shown there's nothing like super extravagant that is shown in those videos it's just humans humaning mm-hmm. which is which is beautiful beautiful because we always forget we get caught up in like the achieving the mm-hmm. work the relationships, like all of this other crap,
1: yeah, that, that seeing we forget. Like,
0: humaning humans, humaning yeah. is just everything like, that we're seeing doing. Seeing a
1: little day. girl like sitting in a park, like laughing, mm-hmm. is just like it brings all of us back to being that little girl in the park laughing. Well,
0: then, I mean, if you're listening to the lyrics of what Billie Eilish is saying, she's oh, like, God, that
1: song makes me cry. <laughs> she's saying,
0: like, where did it end? You yeah, know, all I, the enjoyment, all the enjoyment, mm-hmm. because when we were little, like, it was just so, it was just so simple. So it's Mm -hmm. like, where did it end? Like, where did, where did it get so confusing? Where did we get caught up in how we should look and being perfect and what we can and cannot say, like, where did it all go to shit?
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. Like I said before, if we were like raised in a world where we had no like influence from anyone outside of our own thoughts, as far as like who we are and should be, I think, society as a general as a whole would be completely different but we have constant like other people's thoughts and opinions and as you get older those corrupt us to be honest big
0: facts okay one of the other things too that i that i noticed is that it's not our responsibility as women to fix anyone, mm-hmm. because look, women—I <laughs> have that trait <laughs> <laughs> so we, bad. And th- it's so true, but it comes from a space of like our feminine energy. We want to help. We want to mm-hmm. be of service. We want to make other people happy, especially like um, our mother and our grandmother's um, generation. It's so prevalent for them to do that because they felt like maybe at some point, their only purpose was to be put on this earth to serve a man or a family and to make them happy. And sometimes at the expense of their own happiness. And Barbie says to Ken a number of times that she doesn't want him and she doesn't like want to be with him. And it's not, barbie's job to fix his toxic masculinity and get him to see who he is without her it is not your job ladies to fix a man and to try to make him better take it from me his job
1: I've done that one too many times. Even
0: though it might feel good to try and get somebody to like be better or to help them realize something, to make them happier, it's not your job to fix them. You can't fix them. No, because yeah. if they if they want to be fixed if they want to change, they will change. First of all, we don't need to fix anybody, but if they want to change, they will change, but it's not your responsibility to do so, Mm -hmm. and you're actually doing them and yourself a disservice. You're not helping them. You think Mm -hmm. you are, but it's actually selfish. Even sticking
1: (laughs) around, like you're hurting yourself at the expense of this person, taking their sweet time to change whatever it is they say they want to change. Like that's putting your worth on the sidelines to help And you're
0: stifling their growth, Mm -hmm. too, because it's all just facade it's all just fake yeah we've all had that one boyfriend to where we're like he'll get better if i just blah 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 you harm yourself you actually harm them you push them further away from getting better and realizing that they don't want to live their life that way so it's actually a selfish deed yeah even though it seems selfless yeah but yeah you're doing it because it makes you feel good so yeah that's,
1: uh, that's my biggest toxic you don't, dream you do
0: fix anybody.
1: i think i finally got over that my mom would always say, say to me like kendall stop looking for broken men like stop looking for like these almost like work cases that you want to take them in and make them better or fix yeah. them or yeah. solve their problems like just be happy with someone yeah. and i listened and now i'm very happy and I listened. <laughs> thanks mom I think thanks mom is the moral of this whole, yeah, this this whole, I whole think,
0: podcast. I think the Barbie movie was a whole thanks mom.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of takeaways. I like for real, if you haven't seen it, I would go see it. And I think everyone can probably take different things away from yeah, giving the same sure. message because we're all obviously independent in our own people. Um, but it was way better than I expected, like yeah. delivered in a perfect way. It wasn't like shoving like uh what is that word? Why can't I think of that
0: word? It wasn't shoving masculine or feminine over yeah. one other over yeah. one another. It was very a balance between the two and yeah. like how can we work together? It really and just talked about this. real life. Yeah, it was not how I thought it was gonna yeah, be like not whatsoever. At all. Like I went in thinking it was gonna be a certain thing and I was like, oh. Yeah. It's different. It was I really it, funny though too. So that's yeah. a plus.
1: I saw a lot of reviews being or like people I knew who saw it being like they said the same thing about what's it called like Woman in Prey or something that Marco Robbie was also in where they were like they're pushing like woman empowerment almost too much that it's cheesy but in this one I felt like by masking it with like humor they did it perfectly I felt like it was like Like, obviously, they're over-exaggerating everything. It's Barbie. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, that's what made it digestible because it felt like this, like, amusing thing to watch. Well,
0: it's funny. It's fun to, like, laugh at yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. it was fun to... Because I see myself in Barbie and I see myself in Ken because I can be very masculine, but I'm very feminine on the way that I put my, like, appearance. So I could totally relate to Barbie and all the like needing to look perfect mm-hmm. and having things like be great I have to wake up and like make sure that my hair looks great and everything has to go according to plan but also I can be very broy in the Ken sense yeah where I'm like just, I want, like, I want mojo, to fight everybody and I want a mojo dojo casa house like uh, I can see myself in both and I think that was what was great about the movie because I, <laughs> if you're a man you can see it and learn from it. If yeah. you're a woman, you can see and learn from it. it. doesn't matter.
1: I think, like, I was trying to picture, like, a really toxic masculinity man watching it, and I feel like even them, like, if they're open to the idea at yes. all, watching Ken go from toxic man to, like, finding himself almost yes. and, Being like, finding harmony. Exactly. Like, that could also hit home for someone, maybe in that mindset that is, like, willing to get out of that mindset.
0: Exactly, because I think one of the the... The moments where I realized, I was like, oh, this is a movie for both, for everybody. This mm-hmm. is not just a, a woman empowerment movie. It was when Ken says, I'm tired of being the leader. Mm-hmm. And so does Will Ferrell. He's like, sometimes I just want to, he says, sometimes I just want to like tickle people. You know what I mean? And it made me realize that not only is there so much pressure on women to be perfect and to achieve, but not to achieve, to be heard, Mm -hmm. but not heard too much. There's a lot of pressure on men to be men and to be masculine Mm -hmm. and to have a mojo dojo casa house that... Men get broken down to the point where they end up turning toxic because of the standards that were put on them by their fathers. Just like the standard that was put on women by our mothers and our grandmothers to be a homemaker, to do X, Y, and Z, the men were put into situations of you have to be a leader. You can't cry. Boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. Boys will be boys. It's We're all going through a similar thing. It's just one's masculine and one's feminine. So that relieved the pressure of Ken to be a leader and to be in charge and to always have a like, man and he can cry and it's okay. Yeah. And sometimes Will Ferrell just wanted to tickle people <laughs> in a meeting instead of being Will so Harrell's serious always the best. and coming up with like ideas. And I see that a lot too. I can see Zach going through that sometimes too, but Zach's a very in touch with his f- feminine energy mm-hmm. man, but he's also can be, get sucked into the whole masculine energy thing just as well as any other guy can yeah. where he has pressure to like work tons of hours pressure to provide pressure to like get a house for me Mm -hmm. pressure to like do all these things that were that I'm like where did those come from they came from they're not coming from you they're coming from just generational curses basically
1: yeah so I think finding a balance on both sides both genders like anything I feel like finding a balance between that masculine and feminine is like
0: Yeah. When (laughs) when can you tap into each one? Because there's definitely going to be moments where you need to tap into either or. So like when you're with a friend who's going through a rough time, you don't want to tap into your masculine energy and be like, Get Suck over it, <laughs> it. You want to be able to tap into the empathy and be able to yeah. be there for your friend. Or when you have a deadline due, you don't want to be like so in your feminine to where you're like, doo, 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 like yeah. it'll get done. You need to tap into a little bit of that masculine energy so that yeah. you can be disciplined and you can meet that deadline. There's yeah. beauty between the both. And I think that's why I love that the movie showed the stereotypes of both the male and the female, yeah. which was great.
1: Emotional maturity. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love Barbie for telling us about it.
0: Well, let us know what you guys thought about the movie. Comment down below if you're on YouTube. DM us. And as always, we love you all so much. And you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the show, feel free to email us at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Okay, bye.